In that's December, true. you can get things done. That's Aaron true. and I are very like, okay, so, three yeah. days snow, one day ride. It did snow this morning, right? Yeah, it snow this morning true. up here? Oh, that's it was Will, snowing. Will was teaching. I was out through there the, teaching the whole storm. and showing horses for sale. I, I wouldn't was even like, call it snow. It was like flying Sideways. Slush. Sideways flying slush. Into your face. Oh, it was yeah. serious. That tested me. I was I was tested today. <laughs> How bad do I want to say stay out there and teach? <laughs> I stay yeah. out there. Oh man. <laughs> Welcome to the Major League Eventing Podcast, the show for eventing fans by eventing fans. We'd like to thank our sponsor, Equest File. Equest File is a new perspective on equine data management. No more paper files or notebooks piling up around your house or barn. All your important horse records, training schedules, and even pictures and video are with you all the time. Quick and easy so you have more time to take care of what you do best. Take care of your horses. There is a 14-day free trial, but we believe you're going to love it. So if you use MLE20 at checkout, you'll receive 20% off a six-month subscription. Check them out by going to equestfile.com. Cold weather is here and the holidays are upon us. Get your favorite equestrian a Redding Goat jumpsuit and save $40 by going to reddinggoatequestrian.com and enter MLE40 at checkout. Thank you to our sponsor, Equiprism. Get your custom armband to match your custom penny by going to equiprism.com. And as usual, we'd like to thank our number one sponsor, Karen, Main and Tail. We love Main and Tail. We love them. So, again, it's... it's uh, they're not just all bad shampoos, Karen. They have the Protect line. And this time of year, we hate to say it, but it's kind of thrushy season. Yeah, it sure is. So thrush can come any time of year. But right now, it's kind of getting yucky up, at least where we're at. So they have mane and tail thrush treatment as part of the Protect line, Karen. So what do you say? Want to let us know how that works? Sure. It goes beyond the everyday thrush treatments on the market today. Their exclusive natural water-based formula eliminates organisms associated with thrush and other hoof-related diseases, kills the bacteria associated with thrush, and very important, does not stain your hands. That's important. No purple hands. And of course, it smells good. Yeah, so I'm down with that. So, hey, you want to try a little something different for your thrush? This is a great, a great product for thrush, and, and uh, it's not going to stain and leave a mark. You know, the other stuff, you know, <laughs> My horse has got thrush, is it? It's and everywhere. It's everywhere. On you, in the barn. So um, if you haven't tried it yet, give it a shot, guys. So thank you very much, Mane and Tail. We love Mane and Tail, and we love the Protect lines. And this week, we'd like to recognize Omega Horse Rescue, Karen. Yes, they are a nonprofit horse rescue organization. They're committed to providing humane treatment for all equines through education, research, and quality care. Their mission is to educate horse owners on the actual responsibilities involved in equine care, legislate for the humane treatment of horses everywhere, and find appropriate homes for unwanted, abused, or neglected equines. That's awesome. They're awesome out there. So anyone wants to go ahead and, and donate and check them out online, it's OmegaHorseRescue.com, Karen. They're located in Airville, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Yes. Home of 
our little Stanley. Yes. That's where we got Stanley from, Airville. We wish Great. we didn't wish we should have stopped in and said hello to yeah, these guys. Yeah, we should. That would have been nice. There's still time to stop in. <laughs> so again, check them out, guys. Great organization. They take donations, help, all that good stuff. So check them out. And if you have a charitable uh, equestrian organization that you want nominated, just hit us up on social media, email. You can figure it out. I'm Rob. And I'm Karen. And Rob, today on the Major League Eventing Podcast, yes, we got a very special episode. We have our second roundtable. We are at Lillian Hurd's eventing schoolhouse at right. <laughs> Mendora. And we have Aaron Sylvester, Lillian Hurd, and Jimmy Schramm. Thank you guys for, for yeah, being thank here. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having this us. This is awesome. Yeah. This is all, thanks for having us. We're at your place. Yeah. <laughs> it's all your equipment now. Yeah. <laughs> so real quick, before we get started, Lil, so this is your place. Can you tell us a little bit about where we're at here? That's right. So um, this is a used to be a Montessori school, and it's next door to Mandura. Boyd bought it and transformed it into actually quite a beautiful barn. And I rent it from him and <clears throat> ride uh, out of Mandura next door. And um, all of, he's uh, actually, we're like two days away from him redoing more stuff with it. He's going to put rooms in for all the kids and some more stalls. So it's ever evolving, but it's a pretty awesome barn. Wow. And do you have the entire facility now? Like all the stalls are yours? Yeah, it's all, it's all mine. We've got 18 stalls, wow. which in the beginning was really stressful. But now I'm like, I need more stalls. <laughs> so and how many more are they putting in for you? He's going to put, uh, I think, six more in. Wow. wow. Yeah, and a new tack room. So yeah. that's pretty exciting. Yeah. Exciting. Yeah. And there's going to be more accommodations for the, for yeah. the working students. Then he's going to put in really nice what it looks like by the blueprint. He, whenever I go see him, he's like, let me get out the blueprints. But <laughs> from what I've seen, some really nice like little dorm rooms. And then even, I think, two like, apartments for the you know more permanent staff or the older okay. people. So wow. it's going to be really nice. That's Very a good thing. Nice. When Boyd's off the horse, he has nothing to do but think and spend money. I, he's building stuff over in the cross-country field yeah. right now. I don't know. Is that a bank? Yeah, oh, it looks like it's yeah. a bank complex. Oh, I was like, what is he doing now? <laughs> Does Silva know? Yeah, probably not. Well, it's yeah. far enough away from the house that Silva hasn't noticed <laughs> yet. <laughs> yeah, boy told me once, he said, yeah, I'll tell Silva, yeah, I got a new jump coming in. Like, she'll say, what's going on out there? So I got a new jump, you know, and the next thing you know, there's a land mover out there and there's yeah. poles and yeah. a water complex. And yeah. she's like, I thought it was a jump. <laughs> yeah. yeah, He's always improving everything, which is cool to see yeah for sure yeah. so yeah. so Aaron before we get started we have to say congrats on yeah, a great congratulations fall thank you. holy smokes thank you knocking it out of the park thank you I uh do you wish that the season could continue on a little on ride this wave um or? I'm pretty happy with how it went and I think it's good to kind of wrap up that way for That's the year awesome. yeah yeah and last time we talked to you you were trotting our girl Bambi mm -hmm. how's she doing there she's great um she finished up her season at plantation I unfortunately fell off um yeah, but you. she she's awesome um I'm hoping to get her to a three star at some point next year and um and she's just come along really well. That's awesome. We have high hopes for Bambi because Joe's riding. Our yeah, half I love love Joe's mare. <laughs> yeah, us too. So yeah, we're like really watching Bambi close because yeah. different uh, same sire. Yeah, different dam. So. Yep. Yeah, they're That's very select. smart horses and like real workers, and they they just try to do right by you, and they're very athletic. Awesome. So oh, great, I think they'll be good. Awesome. Good. So. It's just kind of funny how that all comes around after we were talking to her. She was trotting Bambi on our show. Yeah. That's one of my favorite uh, things someone was doing during the interview, was actually <laughs> riding her horse. I'm like, and she wasn't even out of breath. I, I get out of breath walking up the stairs, and here's Aaron trotting a horse. 
<laughs> round that around. That's why she's winning. <laughs> <laughs> she stop. So, so hey, uh, you know, I'm going to try to stay out of this thing. You don't have to stay out of it. Uh, <laughs> you know me, Karen. I don't, I don't like to talk. I'm not much no, of a talker. No, you're not. You're not. So, you're not, you're not. <laughs> so, so all three of you, you, you guys are all from different areas of the U.S. So you have Aaron, you're from Massachusetts, yep. Jimmy from Texas, mm-hmm. and Lillian from Maryland. How did you all end up here in Chester County? Um, we all wanted to ride in this area, I think, right? That's right. Yeah, I got dragged up here, actually, kicking and screaming. <laughs> um, uh, obviously, Dom and I got married, and I wanted to stay south because that's kind of what I knew. And um, But we had, we had a lot of friends up here, and it was obviously the place to be for eventing. And Dom and I were just kind of starting out, so we needed a lot of you know friends around and good support. So that's how I ended up here. But... Um, I'm glad it did come. I mean, I was a little, I was concerned because I'm from the South, you know, like my dad couldn't believe I was moving north. <laughs> he was horrified. But, um, but no, I love it here and it's definitely home now. And I think, you know, all three of us, it's really cool that we get to train around each other and around the best riders in the world. And, um, you know, it's funny when people come up here to ride or try horses or whatever, they, they all notice that this is a really spectacular area for that. So makes sense for us all to be here. Right. And you're working out of Phillips True right. Prospect. Correct. So you're just like Lillian's right here basically on Windora property. Right. You're right there at Phillips property. Right. We just rent one of the barns um, from Philip. We don't have quite as many stalls unfortunately. As Lil, we have 12, but um but we love it over there and it's it's great, you know, and um a lot of good people train out of there and we get a lot of good lessons there, so it's it's a good spot. Lil, how about you? Yeah, so um, when I was, I think, twenty-two, uh, I, I was had been out of college for a little bit, but I um, took a job actually working for Silva because um, I'd taken some dressage lessons from her and really liked her. And um, I went moved down to Florida when she was in Florida. It was the winter time, and I worked for Silva, and then I moved back up. Uh, north with her and started working for Boyd. So I kind of got into this area by being a working student um, for Boyd and Silva. And then I went out on my own later and kind of as things went on, um, you know, came back here. It is a really good place to train, but it's actually a really good place to have a horse business. There's a lot of foot traffic for sales horses and a lot of you know, I teach a lot of cross country lessons. I don't think it's because necessarily people are like, oh, I want to train with that Lily and her. But it's like, well, we're at Windura and Boyd's busy. So let me call her. <laughs> She's next door, you know? So um, it is good to be kind of put yourself in the way of everything. And then you, um, you get a lot more phone calls that way. So it's been a great, great place for my business, too. Awesome. Awesome. How about you, Aaron? Um, I have a farm that is actually just in between. Phillips place and Boyd's on Route 41 and um, I bought it six years ago and just run my operation out of there so um, we have a great spot it's kind of always in construction we need to put an indoor in um, but we have a lot of land to work with and it's awesome to be right down the road from Boyd's I spend a lot of time over here cross-country schooling using the track if we need to getting lessons and um, so I'm a little bit more separated from um, having other riders around me like you, you guys are lucky to have that 
that all the time. Sometimes. I have to. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's good for you most of the Sometimes time. Sometimes when there are nine people in a 16 yeah. by 20 arena, it's pretty painful. Yeah. But it, it's good for your riding yeah. to kind of be um, around your peers all the time. So I have to drive down the road to do that, but mm-hmm. it's not far at all. So um, so it's great. But you've had like, uh, the, like hasn't Caitlin stayed with you a little yeah, bit? Yeah, so she's there all summer and um, that's actually great for when she's there. Um, we get along really well. She works out of her own barn that's sort of in a separate um, spot on the property and um, it's great to have her around. And she brings... Like you said, she brings some foot traffic in. She sells a lot of horses. So yeah. um, it's all like a good thing for our operation. That's kind of funny because I, I always wonder that like being at such a high concentration of riders and everyone's kind of in the same sport. But then, you know, how much does that help? How much does it hurt? But I guess if people are horse shopping, it's nice to get it where everyone can all right. come around. or Yeah, you know, like car do, dealerships. Do you guys ever yeah. find uh, – uh, like students like hopping between you? Like, is there ever like a problem with that or anything? Have you ever had that type of problem? Um, like where you're competitive I, with? I haven't really. Yeah, no, I don't think so. But you guys are all like, seems like everyone around here gets along pretty, pretty well, well too. Yeah. yeah. We all get along well. And I think that our operations are just a little bit tailored by each of us. And right. so, um, and we're all also like friends and really respectful of each other. And that makes the people that work underneath you respectful of that as well. So, um, I think that it's definitely a competitive area to run a business in, but I think the competition is good for you. It like, it makes you strive to be better (laughs) and work outside of the area. You do a lot of clinics and that brings, um, clientele in for you from other areas and Dom does the same. So, um, so, uh, all in all, I think it's, it's a good thing. Gotcha. Awesome. And then, and then do, am I incorrect in thinking that all three of you still train with Boyd to some extent? We yeah, do. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so what is that like? <laughs> Honestly, um, I mean, from, from my standpoint, it's, it's pretty fun. You know, he's, we've, you know, the three of us have been riding with him. Obviously Lil's been riding with him for a long time, but, um, you know, we've kind of all been riding with him for a good while and so it's fun to hop in lessons together like I jump with Aaron actually quite a bit when we have lessons and stuff oh and so you'll hop in you'll actually yeah we'll have lessons together, together. we'll do the yeah. same yeah. lessons yeah yeah um, and that's actually really fun because then we're riding together we're watching each other we can support each other and then we kind of get to know each other's horses a little bit which I think I appreciate nice. you know yeah. what I yeah. mean because then you kind of know where their, ho- their horses are at and and you can talk training issues or strides out at the yeah, on course. You know, like, Aaron, how many strides you do? Well, your horse has a huge stride. That doesn't mean anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but, but you know, riding with Boyd is is really great, and um, he's super supportive. I feel like, I mean, if you're in his under his wing, he's uh, not that he's not supportive of everyone, but um, you know, if he's if you're kind of tucked under there, he's he's really good at at events, and he'll you know, walk every course with you. Like, I mean, I've been, I think with both of you, I was my first time at Kentucky and he took us on like a private course walk the morning of the cross country, like no owners, no, nobody, you know, like he's, he's good like that, you know, and helps you focus and ride well at big events. And then, you know, he's good to bounce ideas off of, cause since he's obviously an ideas man. So if you catch him in a chat, yeah. If you catch him in a good mood, you know, like, <laughs> I'll call him about like bringing a horse back into work, or you know, like ideas for fitness for a particular horse, you know, all that sort of stuff. He loves that sort of thing. 
Yeah, I um, you know, I've been training with Boyd for forever, and obviously, I've um gone out and taken lessons from all other people, and um, moved outside of here, I lived overseas, and all that. But um, Boyd is a really, really good, like really good at what he does. Obviously, so even if he wasn't the best teacher in the yeah. world, he's good enough. You watch what he does, you're gonna get good doing it. He's also um knows me really well you know like he's we've yeah. been around each other so long that he knows when it's time to like tell me everything's gonna be fine and i did the best that i could and you know i'm getting better every year and we're just gonna keep at it and when it's time to be like shouting at me and telling me i need to pull it together and get better and do this and do that so he's um you know the longer he works with you i think he actually gets to know you you know he's not he's very um he like is he knows people like you think he's just like joking around and doing his Aussie thing and, you know, mouthing <laughs> off and talking smack. But like he's thinking about everything he says and being really, really like conscientious of what do you need to hear? What's going to make you better, especially if he cares. So, um, you know, I've had an incredible experience with him as a coach and I hope that he's going to keep helping me to be successful. For sure. That's awesome. Yeah. Aaron, how about you? Um, yeah, I yes. just really second that he's, um, I've been riding with him for about 10 years now. And, um, I rode with Philip when I first came down to the area and I was going to university of Delaware and it was a really, um, like busy time in his career. I think it was one of the first years that he had like four horses at Kentucky and he really didn't have the time to teach me, which was totally fair. I couldn't <laughs> count strides or see a distance or anything. And, um, boy, it had just come over. Um, I think it was to do Kentucky. So he taught me a bunch and, um, I just loved his teaching style. And so he's been really helping me since then. And the same to what Lillian said, I do take lessons with, um, outside people with Richard Pickin and, um, a few others and they're all super helpful. And Boyd really supports you doing that. He wants, he wants you to get outside help and bring something different to the table. Um, but he is just super, super supportive, like when it matters. And yeah. that's, um, that's, true. that's just a great feeling to know when you have someone that has your back like that. That's cool. Yeah. You guys all have Australian connections. Do you have an Aust- your hu- You just got married. Is your husband Australian? No, no. no. <laughs> He's Kenneth Square. He's okay. local. <laughs> just because you're from Kenneth Square doesn't mean you don't have an Australian he, accent. He couldn't be much more American. <laughs> okay. That's true. That's funny. That's funny. I don't know if we should get into the whole Australian thing. <laughs> Smit with the Australians over here. Well, they're all a mess. Depends on the day. <laughs> yeah, they're all a mess. But they're they're actually really fun when they're all together. It's pretty hilarious. Yeah. They're they're a good time. And talk about oh my god, talk about support system. Those four, Woodsy and um obviously sorry, Ryan Wood, uh Dom and and Boyd and Phil and um I don't know if you guys know Kate Chatterton. She's not she's sure, not up here, but that that crew really sticks together yeah. and it's um it's pretty amazing to watch the support system there. It's it's really interesting. That's pretty cool. Well, I, I get it. You know, if it was just four yeah. or five of Americans in one yeah. way, I would imagine yeah, we'd all yeah. hopefully get along. So, yeah. and now as we as we head south, so Jamie, you're the only one going to Ocala. Yep, so and you, I love you, it. <laughs> <laughs> is there is there any uh, 
what's better, what's worse? I mean, do you guys choose Ocala over Aiken or Aiken over Ocala for any particular reason? Is there like a any strong feelings of, of that? I think the weather's better in Ocala. I'm I pretty sure. You know, it, it was actually really hard for us to make that move because, you know, the, the Unionville, Chester County crowd, most of, most of them go to Aiken. So all of our friends, people we train with and stuff are in Aiken, but, um, we got a really good deal on, um, a great facility. We base at Liz Halliday Sharps and we really love it. And, um, and we just decided to try it out one year because we couldn't find a place in Aiken that we could afford and um, had enough room or had what had what we needed. So we gave it a try, and um, you know we actually really really love it. And I, I'm not I don't want to slam Aiken because I love Aiken, but they have a lot of really good events in Ocala, um, and it's building and growing more and more and more. You know, there's more events happening. There's you know, and I and I think that they have that in. Um, I think Aiken's starting to kind of come back a little bit as well. But no, the weather was really the kind of the kicker for us. You know, we did two ice storms in Aiken, and that was kind of enough. It hasn't happened since. Then. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know the second we come back, it will happen. Yeah. Well, the one time we went to Ocala, mm-hmm. it was the coldest. They've ever had the pipes freezing. are frozen. We're like, we thought Ocala was warm. I didn't even bring yeah. a jacket. It was two degrees warmer in Ocala than it was here oh in, what was it, in January. Yeah. I do remember that happening. That's horrible. I was like, what on earth is going on? What yeah. did I get myself I, into? Winter, winter's winter, but you you can rely on Aiken to be chilly mm. for a part brisk. of the winter brisk but brisk, two months of cold <laughs> but January, it's always February, by the end of the day cold. the ground the ground is a touch where the ground is like always good there always, it could yeah. rain inches yeah. it could pour it can be 15 at night and you know by 10 the ground is good perfect. to go so. yeah the ground's unfrozen by 10, but, you know, I'm taking my layers off at 10. <laughs> it's true. It's hard to change. I mean, I, no, um, it is. It's I, hard. I like it. I've done Aiken. I know how to get a horse ready for Kentucky and Aiken. Yeah. And so it's hard when you, like, have done it successfully and you're like, well, I got to. Uh, I want to go to Kentucky up. again this year. Like, and I know the events I need to do and I know yeah. where I'm going to gallop and how I'm going to get them ready. It's hard to change. imagine changing that. Yeah, that, yeah. that is but probably five years ago, I would have said, I'll never go to Ocala. And now I'd be like, well, if we all go. I know. <laughs> I do think that. Well, if, if Boyd and Philip go, I'll yeah. go. Yeah. yeah, well, it's funny, too, because Phil is starting to spend less time in Aiken over the winter, too. He's going yeah. to Wellington. He went to Wellington last year for a month. And then um, I think he's doing the same thing again this year, which is actually good for us because then he comes up to Ocala and teaches. teaches. clinics. So then, you know, we we all, you know, ride with them cross country and stuff. So that's good. Because otherwise, um, you know, Boyd and Phil don't really come down there that much. Mm-hmm. Maybe to Red Hills, but that's not really close to Ocala. So, yeah. Is it true it softens you up in Ocala, as Boyd says? <laughs> I, I don't think that, per se. Oh I, think, I think that... I, th- I don't want to put words I in think that mind. Boyd is just impressed that, that he's... <laughs> Stuck in the cold is more what I think. I don't think, I mean, but I never liked the cold. Like, I've never been a cold weather creature by any means, so I don't function well in the cold. Yeah. You know, you guys grew up in it. I don't, mm -mm. I don't handle it well either, but that's true. I also don't handle the heat, so I think I'm just, like, temperature (laughs) intolerant. (laughs) 
Well, yeah. this time of year, so you guys are you're all wine like right now. What is it, Karen? Uh, <coughs> November, Under, yeah, almost Thanksgiving. Oh, Thanksgiving, yeah. Thanksgiving's coming up. So, as the rest of the season, like, are you guys are all done, right, for the season? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. vacation time. Yep. Unwind. What's your programs like this time of year? What are are they all pretty the same? Is it? Is it, are you have anything at work, or are you? Is every every horse off? Or um, yeah, we do keep like some part of some part of our program and work all the time, so that um, for lack of a better way to put it, like when the weather turns awful, then okay. we're okay yeah, to like give, give them, them a few days off. <laughs> yeah. um, I. Mm. Don't love giving my horses more than like 10 days to two weeks off. And then I just do a lot of hacking and I'll flat them for 15 minutes or something. I just have always felt like my horses don't come back after a really long break feeling like super well. Like they lose a bit of older horses. Yeah, they lose a bit of like their top line, their hind end muscling. And um, then you end up battling that for a month or six weeks until they feel good again. And so I just keep them in like really low grade work. Like Patty had three days off after Fairhill and um, I pretty much ride him every other day right now. And he is feral. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And like, I'm not doing anything serious with them, but like every day that I pick up like pick up the reins and pick up the trot. He feels great. So yeah. um, I don't like when he doesn't feel like that. So I'm just going to kind of keep him where he's <laughs> oh, at. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so this like from the second week of November till the um, end of the year, we just back off on the work and some of the young horses will give them a little bit of time off, pull their shoes and stick them out in a big field. Um but we don't like sort of cut the cord on riding completely. And I have a lot of students that want to continue riding until we head south to Aiken and take lessons and stuff. So that's all still rolling gotcha. at the barn. Gotcha. Lil? Yeah, I'm the same as Aaron. I um, I give like all my ones that did Virginia um, like as their big last event. I gave them three weeks off, but that means I like, have to start hacking now. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> All the horses are about to be back. <laughs> it's December. What is happening? Um, and Barnaby is the same as what Aaron's talking about. I he doesn't do well with a ton of time off. Um, I need two weeks off, so I take two weeks from him. <laughs> he probably could just do two days and then hack and be fine. But I'm like, I know that maybe two weeks is too long for you, but I, I, I cannot get on you for the next two weeks. <laughs> but his big event was in August. So at Burley. So like, he's like back in full swing right now. Yeah. Um, not That's that good. I don't know if we're really doing anything productive out there in that ring right now by myself. <laughs> like no one's being serious. I'm like, okay, I'm going to get these fine changes better. <laughs> like everybody else is just like hacking around doing trot sets, but I'm trying anyway. <laughs> Yeah, we we actually do a little bit longer with ours, but we're lucky enough to have a walker as well. So, you know, like Bully Dom's horse has not jumped since Burley. Um, he's just he's just now full flatting again. But we normally do like for the upper level ones. So like you know, intermediate and above, we'll do probably kind of like little though, like three weeks off and then three to four weeks off and then they'll hack for two weeks and then start flatting again. Um, but like, you know, I guess the Virginia ones, our guests are about the same three weeks off and then we'll hack for two weeks and slowly work them in. But you know, like for, we don't really compete too, too much in January either. So we kind of try and use that month as kind of like their leg up month, I guess, while we're in Florida. Um, 
Because most of ours, we try to get to Bromont in June. So if we start competing in January, that means we're going six months of competing, which for some of them is just too much for them. Um, so we, you know, I guess we you also we have an indoor. So um, in December, true. you can get things done. That's Aaron true. and I are very like, okay, so. three days snow, one day ride. It did snow this morning, right? Yeah, it snowed this morning true. up here. Oh, it was Will, snowing. Will was teaching. I was out there the, teaching the whole storm. and showing horses for sale. I, I wouldn't was even like, call it snow. It was like flying sideways. Slush. Sideways flying slush. Into your face. Oh, it was yeah. serious. That tested me. I was tested. <laughs> I was tested today. How bad do I want to say this? I stay out there. and teach. <laughs> I stay yeah. out there. Oh, man. Yeah. Holy so out, out of you three, are who's uh, who has plans on Kentucky in the spring? Anybody? In my dreams. But <laughs> no. I'm hoping for Kentucky hoping? in the spring, okay. too, okay. with... Um, with Patty and Campground. Okay, awesome. awesome. I'm awesome. toying between taking Barnaby to Kentucky or Badminton. 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 <laughs> One's a little more expensive than the other. Just a little. Yeah, now, awesome. Fair Hill has the five star coming up. Yeah. yeah. I think what? I'll do that one yeah. Yeah. I get there. Do you guys, are you guys going to change your schedules around to get there or how's that work? Yeah. Um, I'm really excited that there's just a fall five star. Yeah, you don't have no. to get yeah, on so a plane awesome. to go do one. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I think, well, it's it's slated to be the same weekend as the right. four star has been. Right. So right. I think it's that time. you'll do the lead up that you normally do for um, Fair Hill as it's been in the past. And um, it's really, really exciting for the country to have that here. Yeah. And it's so awesome pumped. for us to be so local to it. That's going to be really nice to have mm-hmm. in our backyard. We'll be able to stay at home during it's the event. Be weird. Yeah. <laughs> You're used to being like so displaced when you go to the, one of those big events, you know, displaced emotionally, yeah. displaced like mentally. Now yeah. it's going to be like, and I'm in my house and I'm yeah. doing five stars. This is yeah. right. You're in your own bed. Too. Yeah. I mean, I know it's going to be on a different, different ground. Or actually, I don't know. Are they going to run the horse trials? On that, they're not going to run the horse trials like the regular horse trials. You're my understanding. The year on that track, are they? Um, someone, uh, I don't know who told me this, but I think they were like they knew what they were saying. Um, <laughs> the horse important. trials are still going to run in that field. Oh, okay. Um, they just finished putting. I don't know if I'm supposed to say this, but they just finished putting a big. Big water jump. Oh, yeah. They yes, put a I video up. Yeah. Okay. Cool. A Just water. below yeah. the um, start box of the horse trials mm-hmm. field. So my understanding is they're still going to keep running their regular horse trials, right? In that field, and then the five star goes for like right. from that field and goes towards the two thirteen. Right. So I mean, I think it's going to be weird to compete there day in and you know week in and week out like we do the rest of the year, and then all of a sudden. Be there for a five star. It's like all my Kentucky. I teach a lot in Kentucky. It's it's similar to how it goes in Kentucky. Kentucky, um, Like students are like out there competing all the time, and they're staying in those you know same stalls. Yeah, same like they're 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 used to that. But um, yeah, I mean, I think technically there are. I mean, I don't think it's technically. I think it's like literally there are more eventers probably in the Fair Hill area than in Kentucky. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, so I I can imagine. Yeah, especially. People going to that event, you know, yeah. going to a five mm-hmm. star, and it's going to be a five and a three star round, right? Together. Right. Yeah. So that's going to be pretty big. I think there's going to be yeah. a lot of yeah, a lot of people there. It'll be know. interesting yeah. to see. Um, you know, like every year when Kentucky rolls around, the numbers vary kind of. Like some years they'll be high in numbers, and then yeah. some years there's like mm-hmm. 
35 people entered and, you know, not far out from it. And you're thinking, oh, geez, why is this so small? I, my thought normally at that point is, oh, I could maybe be competitive. <laughs> but but so it'll be interesting to see if how Fairhill numbers will be compared to Kentucky. Yeah. If, like, the horses go at Kentucky, are there more of them that are going to be hurt that won't make it to Fairhill? Or will it mean that because there's a fall, a fall like, we actually – create more five-star horses that are more successful because they can right. mm-hmm. stay yeah. here and do it. Yeah. yeah. I was wondering about that like because Karen and I were talking and we were wondering if it's if it's kind of like when you're getting ready for Kentucky, you have this early timeline. Like your your winner gets cut really short on your right. five-star hopeful. Yeah. And then you got to get all these kind of preparatory runs in and then go. So I think that's stressful. But then the stress for Fair Hill might be then you have to have a horse a that's a lot of time to – Keep them bubble wrapped and stay good. (laughs) Well, I think it'll. I mean, considering the way that the qualifications are, I think it will be really good, and I think it'll give more people an opportunity to go to a five star. Because the the hard thing is, you know, you have to have two long format four stars to qualify for a five star, right? So. When there's not so many of those in the country, that then it gets a little tricky. to get there. So for people that need Bromont or need Jersey as their long format, then they've got an opportunity to go to a five star Mm -hmm, at the end of the year. Whereas if you didn't, you'd have to wait, you'd either have to get on a plane and go somewhere or you have to wait a whole nother year Mm -hmm. to go to Kentucky, which some horses just, it brings Don't, in a yeah. whole host of issues, like yeah, just, yeah. just yeah. having to, time to get to an yeah. event can be the worst thing. And yeah, yeah. And and a, trying to make them peak at the right time yeah. is actually yeah. quite an art. I think. What about so? And it would be out of the question to run Kentucky and Fair Hill the same horse both times, or does that sound like too? I don't better? think so. <laughs> that, <laughs> I think that would be most people's <laughs> plan. I do. Yeah. I, okay. I mean, I think people run Kentucky and um, you know go to Poe. Or okay. you know, or go to yeah, go to Burley and run. I just think that can only help the U.S. Uh, you know, whole eventing scene just to have a second five star to practice it, just to keep you know to get us more on par with yeah. Great Britain and Europe. Because yeah, I mean, the European horses would definitely be running two five stars in a year mm-hmm. right. yeah. if they hold up to it. And for yeah, us right. financially, you would have to if you wanted to do two a year up until next year, you would have to drop yeah. some big money. Yeah, yeah. every right. year. Yeah. Which now, in April they're going to run a test event at that site. Do you guys plan on? Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, know that. That's cool. (laughs) I'm glad they're going to do that because I have noticed whenever there's a event hosted at a place the first time, there's always one sort of thing that happens. Doesn't necessarily mean like something dangerous, but like this one jump or that one bank complex or whatever that. you all come back and you're like, that didn't work. I don't know why it didn't work, but no horse jumped that well. Someone was wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Even the best course designers, this happens at brand yeah. new events. And so I've been thinking, it will be weird to have a five-star that isn't tested. Yeah. yeah. No yeah. one has That would be, be a first for yeah. everybody, really. Yeah. And over in um, – we, we talked to Eric Bull. And he said he, all that he was all he's been doing up to now, at least when we interviewed him, was, was just the land work, just the moving dirt, yeah, making right. the banks and this. So even he doesn't know – what type of elements are going to be? going to be there, yeah. No. <laughs> well, I think no, Boyd's gone and driven around, and he's, like, telling horror stories. Like, yeah. the oh, biggest geez. mounds you've ever seen. <laughs> the biggest drops. Like, yeah. well, Boyd's at mine. It's, like, going to be the hardest this, five stars he's ever yeah. seen. Knowing sure Ian, it will, it will be bold. Yeah. And yeah. it will be a sight to see, yeah. I'm sure. I, I yeah, feel like... It always looks impressive. Yeah, Ian's courses... 
are always like so big and gallopy. And I feel like he always does these like crazy rider frighteners and the yeah. horses don't care about it yeah. all, but mm-hmm. they just look amazing, yeah. you know, like hanging ditch walls yeah, and crazy stuff, crazy brush into the water, like all sorts of crazy stuff. So it'll, I'm sure it'll be beautiful and it will be great. It's funny yeah. Lillian, that you mentioned a boy like kind of, Building oh it yeah, up, he's like, amping weird. himself up. Weird. The more exciting and wild and horrifying it is, the better he's going to do. That's he's he, he gives funny advice too, because I know Jimmy. I think I heard you at an interview once where you said before Uh-oh. you went to Rolex or Land Rover, Boyd told you to put shove your shove your religion or put your <laughs> before you went out like something yeah, like that. Probably is true. <laughs> put my religion out the window or something. Um, I, like, he he did tell. I, I distinctly remember him saying to me one time, "You're going to have at least one to five really bad jumps on this course, and you need to forget it as soon as it happens." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Glad you have that's so supposed much to be, faith in me." That's supposed to be helpful, right? Yeah. <laughs> one time, I um, this was one of the earlier rides I had around Kentucky. I was sort of traumatized afterwards because I was like. It just was not good. Like I, there were some really bad jumps. This went horrible. So I actually called Philip up because I knew Boyd wouldn't be into this. <laughs> and I said, Philip, can can I bring my laptop over and pay you for a lesson? And can we watch my round together oh my and God. like go through it? Because I knew Boyd would never do that. Right? <laughs> he, wouldn't do that. he would not. He would just Seriously? make fun of me. Oh yeah. <laughs> I think a film study. Would he be would smart. never. And Philip was like, Yeah, like Philip was into it. We had had this. I was on the training list at the time, and there'd been all this talk of we need to. Um, review footage of right. ourselves. This is like the thing that year. Like you have to mm-hmm. take your video and I was like, okay, well I'm going to do it. I'm going to go to Philip cause he'll take, he won't be able to say no to me like Boyd, but so <laughs> I went to Philip and I pulled it up and I'm like, so I just, you know, like I did get around clear, but I mean, it was rough. And he was like, this Barnaby or Wade? it was Barnaby, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, we watched the whole thing and he goes, yeah, um, that's just how Rodney at this level looks like, Lillian. Like, that's just, that, I mean, watch everybody else. That's how we look. I'm like, but I I did not feel good. He's like, it doesn't feel good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, it just feels rough. And he did give me other really good pointers about how to ride faster. But um, it was funny. I, I thought it was terrible. And I still go back and watch it and be like, oh, gosh, that's terrible. And <laughs> to Philip, he was like, yeah, what do you... What am I looking at here? This is riding at the level. So that was a funny Philip moment for me. <laughs> Aaron, you got any good words of wisdom that's been imparted on you by these crazy Australians that you train with? Um, <laughs> She's not there like a hundred really. I don't know. I can't. She's so fast. It's never an issue. Yeah. She's I can't think blind. of anything yeah. like specific that Boyd. Philip has said. I'm gonna ask you I, I have a oh. funny story from one lesson, and I'll just drop it real quick. I, I was, it was in kind of the earlier days in riding with Boyd, and um, I couldn't see a distance to save my life. And um, I was on Bellamy, and I remember him stopping me midway through the lesson, and he <laughs> says to me, "Jimmy, you've just you've got to find a way to see a better distance. I just need you just need to find." A way he said it, to so, see it, some kind of way to see it differently, somehow. to see it to, to get to get to the jump differently than how you're doing it now. <laughs> and I was like, "That's why I'm here." <laughs> yes, I know yes, that. I realize this is the problem. Uh, but how? How do I do that? <laughs> well, you just you find a way. I was like, "Okay." It is a hard thing to teach. I'll, it give, is, that it, is, I'll give him that. Yeah, once I figured that out, it was a lot better. <laughs> That's so funny. That's funny. You have to find a way. <laughs> I'm paying oh you, God. man. <laughs> and by the way, I never got your check from last week. 
I tell you, I heard, I heard, I know I keep saying about Boyd, but I know I heard one day he, so somebody was like, hey, I have your check. He says, oh, good. I wanted to take that. So if you fall off, uh, that's I got paid. His favorite thing to say. And it's probably half true. It's probably happened. Yeah. Somebody fell off and then it didn't yeah, get paid. That's and why like, he talks about yeah. it. He thinks he's joking. It's <laughs> <That's laughs> really not. It's happened to him before. <laughs> so last year at the USCA convention, um, there was a big hot topic going around about ladies and getting owners and sponsors and supporters and having a hard time versus the men. Um, how do you guys feel about that? Want me to speak Jimmy. Up on that? Well, you know, it, it's actually, it's, it's even a little bit more tricky for me because I'm competing with my husband at the same time <laughs> um, for owners and stuff because um, Dom doesn't share food, Owners, he'll share a sweatshirt occasionally. Um, and I love him more than anything, but it's you know, that was just, that's just part of um running a business, this type of business with your spouse. But um, you know, I think for me, you know, I probably don't have, I would say, as many um owners as Dom, but you know, he. He does a lot of teaching, teaches a lot of clinics, puts himself out there probably a little bit more than I do. But I think at the same time, I definitely have um, plenty of support and people that are happy to jump on the bandwagon and be in syndicates and um, support me in my riding. And I think you just kind of got to figure out, you know, it's it's all about relationships. It's, it's the relationship with someone is the most important. And I think... Um, as long as you can build relationships that are sincere, then people will want to support you. Uh, and that's, that's what I've kind of found. I, I mean, I know every, it's, it's really easy to say like, oh, they're a guy and, you know, they've got an accent and, you know, the old ladies love that and blah, blah, blah. And that's not, that's not wrong, but that just means you have to be more creative and you have to also become appealing to the old ladies. So um, you just have to find a way to do that, whether that's going out for drinks or, you know, dog walking or nails or whatever. You know, you just have to you have to create a relationship with them that maybe the boys with accents cannot create. And I think that that's doable. You just have to do that that way. I don't know about you guys. Y'all have something different because y'all aren't married to one. <laughs> well, um, I I uh, I agree with Jimmy that it's really about um, it's like a relationship with the people. Don't just come up and hand you money. Like they they get to know you. They want to support you. And if they have like they have to want to support you, and they have to have money. Yeah. Um, the two those two things like enough money that it's not a big deal for them to you know give you some of it to try to help you support your career. So it's about you know, creating relationships. And um, I think that this is one, you know, we were talking about earlier about being in this area and the positives of us all being in the same place. I think that might be one drawback is um, like in this area, there are most of the people who might be interested in owning horses are already owning horses for Philip (laughs) and Boyd. And for us as um, professionals, like there's like a very strict serious code that you don't you oh, do sure. not poach like <coughs> you don't it's really important that you don't like try and take away from what somebody if somebody else like has helped someone you don't even go there you know um because that's kind of that's how like that's how we can all stay friends <coughs> so um 
I, Jamie's right. You got to put yourself out there. Go teach clinics. Go meet people. I am really good at making people that are like from 25 to 35 and have no money really want to support me but have no way to support me. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, if I ever make money, I'm going to buy you a horse. I'm like, is there anyone that has made money that's willing to buy me a horse? <laughs> I always joke. I'm like, I'm really good at making the young, support. the young kids. They want me to do well, but they can't help me with it. Um, but I think it's just putting yourself out there. And you know what? Maybe there are other ways to get horses and other ways to make it work without it being like a one big owner type of thing. I think we got to think outside the box. Like just because yeah. just it's the way Philip and Boyd and Woodsy and Dom have done it. Maybe there's <laughs> different, like maybe the we're trying to do it the guy way. We need to come up with a different way. A girl way to do it. Yeah. But, um, you know, I'm going to keep trying anyway. I think Philip is, um, I think Philip is an interesting want to think of because a lot of his owners have really come up, I think in the last like five to seven years. And you just have to, um, Boyd's certainly built an empire and, and I respect like every ounce that I see out of that. But, um, Philip, uh, for me, makes it feel a little bit more attainable. Like it's taken him a while to build that, but he's got it now. And, He's sitting on some really nice horses and ha- has really great support behind him. But it just take it definitely takes time. And I think that what you guys are saying, like being um, like true to yourself and genuine about what you're what you're after and what you need help with, I think is also right. really important. Um, everybody has their own stamp in the sport, and and is everyone I think is looking for a bit of a different horse or setup and that kind of thing. And just yeah. knowing like what you want and, um, and moving after that goal is, is the most important thing. Aaron, is your husband involved in horses at all? Is he an outside the horse guy? Um, he is sort of involved in horses just through me. So, okay. um, he does a bunch of different things. He is a mechanic, does a lot of equipment repair. He can for, fix anything. Yep. For a few different companies. And, um, what else does he do? He, he manages, um, a really nice farm in the area for a lovely family. Um, but yeah, he just does a bit of everything. He didn't really do anything with horses more than um, like crop farming hay before we met. Um, but then I think as we've been together, he's gotten a bit more involved in the horse community. And that's where some of his work comes from now. Gotcha. Gotcha. So so now, Lily, and you're with Ryan Wood. That's right. I don't know. Hopefully that's not a secret. <laughs> I don't think so. very well kept after <laughs> <laughs> But you guys aren't married, but you're together right. pretty serious, right? You're yeah. a serious couple. Uh, do you do you see, do you believe, like, from your observation, is it like, like Ryan has an easier go of getting supporters and sponsors? It's hard to say. He's definitely better at it than me. Really? Okay. Um, like, for example, when I, um, like, get a new young horse that I own, I'm like, I cannot own this horse. And he goes, what you need to do is just email every single person you can think of and present them an you know, option to buy into a share of the horse and don't make it hard and don't make it expensive. Like Email every person you have. I'm like, okay, I'm going to do it. So I type up these emails and I send them out and I like get zero interest back. And it's actually pretty shattering. Like it's, yeah. It is hard to put yourself out there and literally have yeah. like not one yeah. person say, I'm interested. I mean, shattering. Yeah. When he does it, he has people interested. 
Um, mm. And I, I don't know if the city's, the people he has, like the people he's cultivated relationships mm-hmm. with are just much, like I said, I'm emailing a lot of younger people. A lot of people I teach are sort of not, they're not in their 60s, they're in their 30s. So, I mean, you don't generally have a lot of spare change when you're at that age. He can, he's good at it. And I don't think it's necessarily because he's a guy, but I I do know he's better than me at it. But it's good to see how he can get people to support him and then hopefully maybe I'll be able to do it. I have not yet been very successful at it, but I'm working on it. Gotcha. <laughs> I was just kind of curious because I, <clears throat> I personally, like Karen and I had this conversation as we were preparing for this interview, I never thought about it. Like I never thought, like when I heard that a year ago, I'm thinking, wow, like I think that sounds kind of crazy because I never thought, like, uh, you know, coming up with the two sons and everything, they always rode with people like our oldest rode with Jimmy and even Joey rode with Jimmy for a while. And, and um, you know, we other people in the area, our kids have ridden with and I've always thought, oh, man, when I get rich, I'm one of those people. When I get rich, right. I'm, I'm buying right. horses we're one for of those. I got a lot of those people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're the, <laughs> I identify with those people very much. But, uh, but I never once thought that it was a gender. Like I never once thought of a lady – as not someone who I would get behind. So for me, when I heard that, I was almost like taken back, like, wow, man, that sounds, but I, I didn't realize it was tough for some people. You know, I definitely, I, I don't know why, but the men, the men in our sports seem to be better at getting owners than the women. That's now it could be like a skill set that mm-hmm. men possess. I don't know. Putting don't yourself know. out there. It's hard to ask for money. Yeah. Um, and that might be something that they are just better at. Maybe, maybe it's where they are like more of the men are in this area and this is a good area for that versus like a lot of the leading female riders are other places. I don't know why it is. I don't necessarily think that it is because of gender, but um, I do know that. Um, Statistics say yeah. it is. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, for me personally, I don't know I would, why. <laughs> honestly, and I hope Dom doesn't hate my guts for this. I would rather, if I had one horse that I thought had five star or Olympic potential, I think yes. I would give it to Jimmy because she's got the stars and stripes on her saddle pad. That's right. <laughs> Thank you. There you go. But I hope Appreciate that, that. I ha- or, or you right. over Ryan. Right. And I know that sa- maybe that sounds too. I don't know. Patriotic? No such thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, I call it patriotic, but some people would say that's a nationalist, you know, yeah. thing. But I, 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 if if I went to the Olympics, I couldn't go with an Australian jacket. Right. I couldn't. I want to be true. out with the dinner with the Americans, not yeah. the Australians. As much as I love those guys, yeah. but I think about it, and I remember once Dom even put out like a, a like a question, I think on social media, saying, "Hey, do you think because I'm Australian, it's a it's a problem? Not not a problem, but yeah, a, a but hindrance. a deter, yeah, a deterrent. Yeah. A deterrent. Um, I don't know." I, Boyd's talked about that actually before, um, like with, the, with those boys and why he switched. And I remember him saying that when he did switch, he did find that he got more support from yeah. the United States or from people in the United States. Um, but I think you know, like the the people that own um, Bully Tear B, they said they had no problem with Dom being from Australia. Never even thought about it. Um, so I think it just depends on the person, yeah. really. And it's like by the time you get there, you're so into the horse and the rider. Yeah, it's and like just. Going to cool events, and yeah. Seeing well, how far it can go. And my my point was just that I never thought of the gender. Yeah. I just thought of okay, is the person a hard worker? Like I never thought, oh, Aaron just got married. I I'm not going to send a horse to her because the next step is to have kids. Like I right. never thought of that. Like yeah, I don't know. Like so like I guess a normal when, workplace. I guess when it's not in your brain, like God, but I, I hope think nobody okay. thinks okay. that. Well, no, well, that's but, but, yeah, but right. lose that on or women lose that on jobs in the workplace. They say anyway, but well, I don't I mean, know I don't if know. it's a. But See, I, I guess because I'm world, kind of a, yeah. I'm, I got a lot of heat on this with the Boyd interview because 
I'm kind of, I don't see, I don't see it that way. So I guess I just, I don't recognize when there could be potential bias out there. So I come across as a Neanderthal, which was a word used to describe me. But if I'm not, if I'm not, a, if I'm not a sexist person, like if, but then, then if I see Aaron having this killer fall season and I have a horse, I'll be like, well, maybe, you know, yeah, I don't care that she's a woman. Right. She's yeah. in the winter circle. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Same with you guys. Well, you let's know. see. Well, I mean, I Aaron, think have you gotten any new owners? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just winter. Give it some time. That's true. How Buy about social spring. media? Do you guys do your own social medias? Is that? I do. I do. Yeah. You do your own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All three of it. No yeah. outside sources. It's pretty quiet, my social media. I'm not but the best. Well, I do a lot of sales stuff. You do stuff. a lot of sales stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're a selling you're machine. Yeah. yeah, I do a lot of sales sources. But I'm not good at like, taking selfies of now? me. Yeah, yeah. I've, he's been, I've been running the Windura sales horse there program. There you go. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> Which is good. <laughs> boy's, cool. boy's a difficult client. But <laughs> 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 like, why didn't this horse sell? Yeah. It's like, well, if it was easy to sell, I'll you would have sold it. I'll have it for like three days. And boy, I'm like, so is it sold? I'm like, um, No. <laughs> Do you guys ever feel like uh, now, Jimmy? You and Dom, you're in business. You're under one umbrella. We are under one umbrella. So, but do you guys ever find like all three of you? This is to all three of you. Do you ever find that like uh, sponsors, like brand sponsors, ever say, "Hey, you know, have you reached out to someone and they said, well, your social media is not the snuff,' or you've had that kind of stuff? They put it on. Well, they'll still sponsor you, but like how much you'll get is based on how many followers you have on your business page. Yeah. Yeah. And well, you know, like we had after, you know, Invention TV blew up, we actually got a lot of sponsors from that. And then when we stopped, it was funny. We actually were competing more, filming less, and we lost sponsors. Um, They love the social media. And not even, they weren't like, you're not doing your videos anymore. We're not sponsoring you. But, you know, they just kind of, faded out, out yeah. mm-hmm. um when we weren't wearing their stuff once a week on social media yeah um and i mean even i mean but we've got a lot of really um awesome sponsors that have stuck with us and yeah we do the best we can to support them and luckily dom and i still have a pretty generous following from from invention but i think social media is important to them um you know that's kind of the it's good for business yeah too. you know it's, it's just hard good. to make yourself do every day Especially well you just don't want to be on your the phone three of all us the aren't time. like yeah. particularly like uh the type of people that love like selfies taking pictures of ourselves and saying what we're doing like yeah, you know, yeah. we're not that's not our personality so it is hard to like yeah do i mean that. i just don't know how many pictures of myself riding i can really put up yeah or like it's easy when you're at me. a big event yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> and that's I also easier. just um, like any social media posts that I make, even if they are like a little bit geared towards promoting a sponsor I want, uh, I want it to be genuine. Right. Yeah. So for you're sure. like, I take like 45 <clears throat> minutes to like compose make it. That, and then this is exactly what I'm going to say. I'm like, Lily, you're not going to do five of these a day if it takes you this long <laughs> to do them. Yeah. But yeah, I have the same feeling. So we're probably not the best social media. <laughs> yeah. We're working on it. I mean, yeah. that could be more Getting helpful, there. though, over, like there. where Definitely. Ryan might be better. I mean, does Ryan have a Oh, my a God, Ryan. Well, no. He, he's does he do not on social media much. No. He's, he's very good he's, about he's, making a post after every event that he does. Oh, he does. He, but I don't think he does his he own. Pays, though, right? He's got people that do that for him. Right. Gotcha. So, but yeah, he puts yeah. something up after every event. Every event. That is true. He did do that. Gotcha, gotcha. But you don't get owners from social media. No, sponsors probably like but consistency, yeah. like and seeing stuff like that. So that would be, um, 
yeah, that would be something that Ryan would be smart yeah. about. Right. Yeah. I don't, I, I will say, I don't know about other people and other, and why, like, there's a general trend for it, but I know that Ryan has more owners than me because he's better at it. You know, <laughs> like, it's not a, he's got people, like, he's got some edge on me through gender. Like, he's just really good at, what like, does. cultivating yeah. relationships, asking for help, and making people want to help him, you know? So, um, yeah. I don't yeah, know. Sure. And I'm going to, just like I sit there and watch Boyd, the way he deals with people and what he's doing, like I'm doing the same thing with Ryan and anybody else that's good at what they do. Silva doing dressage, like whatever they're doing, I'm sitting there watching them and trying to figure out how to do that do myself. That yeah. yeah. Can mm -hmm. I, I'm going to throw out a question. I didn't talk Karen this or, or uh -oh. anybody, but this <laughs> is, I, but I've never had to show opportunity. And I, th I think, I don't know, maybe it's a dumb question. If it is, I do the editing. So I'll just, delete it. <laughs> but so, uh, you know, as you know, we'll kind of wind it down on this one. But so you're all relatively, you know, still young people and young people. Yeah. And so you're not all that far off from when you guys started that you would forget how it was when you started and that it would be unrelevant with today. So how did when you guys decided to go from that working student or working position, like how did that transition happen for you guys? Is that a crazy question? Is that too hard no. of a question to ask? Mm -hmm. Like the, the transition from. I'm a student to now, hey, I'm a professional. And was uh, just how, how that kind of goes down. Does that make sense? And it yeah, had yeah. to be really, really hard. Yeah. I mean, um, for for me, Dom and I were a little bit forced into it. Um, I, I was working for Tammy Smith, actually, before we got married. And then um, Bellamy had gotten her. We decided to get married. So that's kind of why I left Tammy's. But um we, tr we actually tried multiple times because we wanted to be together wherever we went. So we tried multiple times to get jobs either at the same place or near each other, and we just couldn't make it work. Um, like riding jobs? or Riding like, jobs, okay. yeah. Like we, we actually we were trying to work for the Pollards and at one point, and then we tried to do Sharon White, and then we tried to like split up somewhere near Sharon, and we just um, we couldn't really – get it lined up. So we actually ended up working for a private farm when we first got married. So we, we each had one horse and, um, you know, we just did that. And then once we couldn't not, couldn't stand it anymore. Um, uh, we just, it was just kind of, you know, we didn't want to do that anymore. We didn't want to work for someone privately. We wanted to go out and try and go to events and get bigger and better. So then we kind of just moved up here and started, you know, we didn't, because I think it was just hard because there was two of us. I think when there's one of you, it's probably a little bit easier to slipstream with your mentor, um, which is a little bit kind of what you guys did, right? Or yeah, you know? I um I think it's first of all, it's a really hard thing to do. Like probably one of the hardest transitions um, you have to make if you're planning on doing it to yeah, go. You're from going to be broke for a long time or to having your own business <laughs> takes a long time. Um, second of all, it's hard to know when to do it. Like I worked for people for a really long time. I mean, like it was a, I went out on my own, like after eight years of basically being a working student, you know, that was after college, right? After yeah. Well, I was a working student all yeah, through college, college yeah. then did three years with one year with Silva, three years with Boyd, a year overseas. And then I was like, okay, what do I do now? The way I did it. And I think this is a kind of the best way to do it. It sounds like kind of similar to what you did guys did. Actually, you got to find a, place that's like a good transit like a barn where you can be where there's business people to teach 
Um, it was like a boarding barn. A boarding barn sorts. that will give you, like, you can go there on day one with your one horse. And they say, look, we'll take, we'll keep your horse for free at this boarding barn. You teach all our students. We'll take part of the profit because it's our barn and our clients. You can start bringing horses in. Like if somebody calls you and says, you want to train this horse? Like, yeah, it's got to board at our barn and then we're making that money. But then you can, you know, get the training money and then you get another horse and you get another horse. So I had this really awesome barn that I sort of was able to, I, I cannot fathom doing it without having been at this barn in Maryland called um, Basquiat Farm. And they basically gave me this like little stepping stool of like, here, come figure out how to run your own business. And like, they were good business people too. So they taught me a lot about business. Like I remember the first time I went back to teach there before I started working, Julie was like, honey, have you ever... Have you ever taught a clinic before? I was like, no. I <laughs> know. <laughs> She's like, don't worry. It's going to be fine. You know, they told, helped me navigate it. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it came to a point where I had a whole barn. There, I filled a whole barn at their property. And I wanted to come up here to sort of put myself in the Mecca. And they were like, so happy you know they were like yes they've like we've created you go off into the world little bird but um (laughs) i still go back there and teach then they were great so i think if you can find like an in-between place where you can um like still have the safety of someone else helping you find a way to make money but be able to start to grow because you cannot walk out of you know boy martin's barn and rent a four-stall barn and think you're gonna be able to pay for it in the hay and the grain and the fencing when it breaks and the this and the that, you know, yeah, yeah. it's right. just too hard. Yeah, definitely. I was in sort of a similar situation to right. I yeah, took you over a lesson program and then. Oh, that's right. I, I remember that. Green um, barn. Yeah. And yeah. Um, the timing couldn't have really been better. It was when I had finished. Um, I had finished up at University of Delaware and I didn't have any horses really to ride at that time because I had had two kind of tragic things happen that year. And that summer was when I got Bucky and he was wild. And like, (laughs) um, he hadn't competed or done anything yet. He had been fox hunting. And, um, that program was amazing to step into. And, um, it was mostly, um, it was mostly junior riders. There were a few adult amateurs. Um, the lady that owns Campground that I rode at Jockey Club actually um, came from that program. So she's been with me for like 11 years. And um, it was great to have that kind of stepping stool. And I worked under Maya Studeman for six months. And then she wanted out of the area. So she sort of sold everything off and signed the lease over. And um, and. That was sort of my starting point, and then moved a few barns from there, gotcha. and and then we're where we're at now. Yeah, well, I've, I thought about it, you know, because obviously Joe, he's you know working for Boyd full time, and so a lot of that thought runs through my head a lot more What's than the next. Step? Yeah. Yeah. Right. And Joe's way off from ever being there, yeah. but I do. I, I scratch my head and I say, boy, how on earth does anyone go out on their own? Because you know, yeah. you go from. If you get paid as a working student right. or a writer yeah. or something, then, you know, which is no one, doesn't matter who you're working for, no one's really paying top dollar for working students. Right. Um, even the most, the best programs, the, uh, you have a truck, a truck, you know, like you're not, you're yeah. not, you're, you're not starting yeah. in this business Incredible with how expensive a, a two horse yeah. bumper pool. Startup no, costs. It's, it's yeah. actually really, we've, we've actually seen a lot of, you know, good riders, good working students come and go through kind of where we are and um, seeing them try to branch out 
maybe a little too soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, they end up kind of floundering and they move around a bunch or they move from one place to the other because they're just trying to grasp at straws to to make something work. and Or they're getting away from the hay, hay bill. It's <laughs> <laughs> probably more likely. Um, you know, and I think I think that... <clears throat> You know, some some of these guys get a little bit of success and they think, okay, well, I can do this. You know, I can make this happen. And and then all of a sudden they they leave and they have no idea what goes into putting it all together. And it's not even just the hay and the grain and the straw. It's, you know, it's buckets and brushes and mm. rugs and... Yeah, shipping to to Aiken or Florida, and then you got to find a place down there, and then you've got to do insurance, Mm -hmm. and you've, you know, you've got to pay for these events. Pay rent in two locations. Pay rent in two locations because one place won't let you rent or won't let you leave your place up north when you want to go south, or you lose your facility. You know, it's just there's a lot more money getting pumped through your business than I think a working student would maybe know, and so I think. That's why it's good to yeah. go somewhere where the business is sort of running Established. itself. Mm-hmm. You can just be teaching and trying to build. Yeah, I think teaching is really the, the key. like the key to you, it. You got to be willing to move somewhere else too. Like, yep, we definitely. weren't. Well, Erin was good. She found this in this area, but these barns that are looking for professionals to come and teach, like they're not, they're not, they're not here. Where you you know, you got to go where they are and spend yeah. two years there, three years, four years, or five years in my case. God, and we then, were in the middle of nowhere, North Carolina or yeah, South Carolina. It was that's what you got to do. Shop Just takes time. Wiggly. Yeah. I also felt <laughs> <laughs> it's tragic. Um, I felt like teaching brought like a different aspect of um, education to my riding Definitely. and horse really training good. too. Really good for that. I found. Yeah, Dom I and I actually talk about that a lot. Like when you when you teach, you actually you know, you're paying so much more attention to what that person's doing. And then all of a sudden you're like, well, hey, maybe I should do that exercise. Or like, I've got a horse in my barn that's doing that right now. And I forgot about that exercise. You know, you just, it helps you almost stay a little bit sharper in your own riding. Yeah. I would say. Yeah. Yeah. I think teaching's great for I think a lot of people don't want to teach. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think they would prefer not to, or, you know, they, it, it maybe scares them or they feel like they're not that good at it or whatever, but you don't get any better at it unless you just keep going, keep teaching, and watch people teach lessons. I think that's that's something I've kind of taken away too from riding with a lot of really great people. I I'll come home and I'll just I actually have a, a little journal that I p- write down whatever my exercises were, courses where I do it with Richard, with Boyd, or like stuff that is set up cross country. I'll put it in my little book so I know if I'm going to a clinic or I'm going somewhere, I have something. You know, even if I just pull ideas from one or the other of what I feel like worked or whatever, it's a it's a good thing to have. Because then you have something you can do at home when you're training by yourself, when you're not having lessons. It's also helpful. Well, it is for me anyway. Yeah. yeah so I sure. can't remember anything. <laughs> <laughs> I can see where it would probably be easy to get into a, a comfortable groove of the same type of exercises. Or- yeah, yeah. Yeah. You need to force yourself outside of that. Yeah. And that's-, that's for sure. Hard to do sometimes. That's awesome, Karen. This is awesome. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I don't want to. I don't want to keep you guys too late. <laughs> this year, for having us. It's guys. your your vacation. <laughs> here, so. Big vacation plans. Anybody? Does anyone have anything? Aaron, are you doing any big vacation? We've been talking about going on a honeymoon for the last four months, and we haven't booked anything. <laughs> <laughs> Not looking good. 
it's not. Uh, it's it's not that it's looking bad. It could happen. Spur the moment. December. We're not going to do anything let wild. Let me give you some advice, and this is non-horse advice. They say that the best, what gives people the most joy from a vacation, is the anticipation and planning for it. So I would get it in the books because it's the two weeks before that makes it wonderful, not the actual vacation. <laughs> You're just yeah. so excited. Definitely not the coming back from to. vacation. <laughs> no, yeah. that's like a horrible. So if you book it the night before, you've like taken away the part that's supposed to be great about that's it. That's true. Okay, so I get yeah. that on the books. Okay, there we go. Jimmy and I just came back from vacation. Yeah, so. we did. We t- went to uh, Cancun for four days. Nice to an all inclusive nice. resort. It was uh, great. Yeah, Cancun sounds good. Karen. Yeah, it does. It was pretty warm. It was nice. It was warm. It was nice. It was easy. We're taking off a couple days next week. You and I. Yeah. Maybe we just yeah. ditched family Thanksgiving and I forget they go somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> you can probably go to Cancun, Cancun cheaper than you can go to like. Oh my god! Yeah, it's pretty cheap. It's pretty cheap so actually. Cheap, yeah. <clears throat> it's definitely yeah. cheap, and the weather's great. Yeah. We got. We actually got really lucky with the weather. The, the, weather was the week awesome. before we got there, they said it would have been raining the whole week. Mm. Yeah. And Mexico's still safe. Some of those other. Oh God! You would not think so. My mother gone. threw an absolute. <laughs> Missy fit about us going there. Yeah, Jimmy. Jimmy caught a lot of shit. I did. <laughs> Mostly we were fine. Mostly just from my mom. No one else. So, but you have a great mom. We met mom. She's yeah, pretty she's awesome. Great. Before we let you guys go, is there anything in particular in your buildings that you like? If you have any clinic openings or anything that you're trying to pump up, or where you guys are going to be able to win, or if people want to find you or anything like that, do you just want to say? Anything that's going on or how people can contact you if they have anything to say? People, we need owners. We need horse yeah, owners. We're, we're all here. open to owners. Anybody yeah. have a spare $20,000, give me a call. We need to dream a bit bigger there, mate. <laughs> More like a spare million. It's like I can't get anybody in on like $2,000. <laughs> <laughs> I should know much more than twenty. Uh, uh, you start with the million dollar entry. Yeah, and then you right. down. Maybe that's the move. No, I think all three of us are open for business, open for lessons. Yep. Selling horses. Aiken and Ocala. Our yep. numbers are online. Teaching people. We'll yeah. link up all of your We're available. web addresses. Yeah. yeah. Everyone has a website. Everyone Brand has. new. Mm-hmm. Brand new website. Oh. Done by my mother. Oh, really? nice. Check it out. Mm-hmm. If, she, look at if it. you like it, maybe she'll Mom, she probably. What do you call her? Mama, t- mama she's a She's a momager. Mom, it's, like it's like manager, mom-a-ger. but your mom. Momager. <laughs> she did my website. She does my QuickBooks. I know. We're getting awesome. ready to go to Berlin. And she's riding Whitey now. I know. She's, she's Whitey training now. them. She did it first flat, flat, flat ride. Like she's been doing jog sets. Whitey's my old uh, five star horse. She's retired now. And she did his first dressage day yesterday. And she goes, You know, Lillian, he's much more willing than I thought. And I go, <laughs> What did you think, Mom? He's done Kentucky five times. <laughs> of course he's Willie. He's also like the best horse in the world. <laughs> so anyway, she's, she's working for her uh, lease, her lease on Old Whitey. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Website. Yeah. Putting mom getting, to work. We're yeah. getting ready to go to Burley, and I can't figure out how to do the stupid entry for Dom. And I text Lil. I'm like, can you help me I'm like, can you entry? help me get this entry? She's like, text my mom. I don't know. You're going to have to ask my mom. mom. She's her, <laughs> her mom's phone number. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> the funny thing about my mom, she's like really not very good at it. Like she'd never done a web, she knew nothing about web page design. I was like, mom, will you redo it? She's like, I don't know how to do that. I'm like, I'm sure you'll figure it out. 
<laughs> she did. It looks <laughs> really so good. Yeah, that's it. She's actually, she's doing great. <laughs> now you got to get them on the run your social media. That's right. There. I thought I'm about it, but I just would not even want to know what she puts up there. <laughs> <laughs> it'd be so goofy. Yeah. You know, it'd be so yeah, cheesy. Everyone would eat it up. And they would eat it up, but I would be embarrassed. I don't think, maybe. We'll, we'll get there. Moms, <laughs> yeah. Phyllis Dawson was a guest just you know, recent. She's a recent uh, episode we just put out. And Phyllis, if you... If you get a chance, Phyllis Dawson's episode, ladies, is awesome to listen to because she was an Olympian. She's she's been through a lot. She's, yeah, it was yeah, actually a great really interview. But one funny story that she said was that she was at the Olympics. She was one of the early riders in dressage, so she had the, the leading score early on. And she said her mom kept going around telling everybody, "My my daughter is winning the Olympics," <laughs> and she's like, "Mom, I'm, I'm gonna get knocked off the top." And the mom, her mom says, "I know. That's why I'm saying it now." <laughs> Saying it while it's true. Right, <laughs> saying right, it while right. it's still true. Moms. <laughs> she wasn't expecting it to last long. But, moms. but she yeah, ended up finishing 10th at the Olympics. I know. So. Best but moms she had a uh, Phyllis. I don't know. Do you guys ever, do you guys, any of you guys know Phyllis at all? Not, Not really. Well, I mean, I've met her once or twice, but. Man, she can tell a story. Yeah. Let me tell she's you. a, she is, can weave a, weave a tale. She can weave a tale. She is, yeah. She's pretty cool. She's a really cool lady. So definitely everyone listen to that. Mm-hmm. But I mean, Perfect. we're into the old time stuff, like listen to That's some right. legends too. So. <laughs> well, ladies, thank you so much, Karen. Yeah, yeah this was great. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having That's us. Fun. Thanks for having us. Fun. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. You can leave us a review on Apple iTunes or visit us at MajorLeakEventing.com. Cheers. <laughs>